You know what was on the jukebox in the front. Now Matt the Cat's gonna show you what was on the juke in the bag. Hey cats and kittens, welcome to another edition of Juke in the Back, 1940s and 50s rhythm and blues you can use from the top of your head to the soles on your worn out walking shoes. I'm your host Matt the Cat and this week I'm loading our Rockola jukebox with an arm full of 78s from two record labels, Peacock and Duke. That's right, I'm going to dedicate the entire hour of this week's Rhythm and Blues Spectacular to two of the greatest Rhythm and Blues labels of all time. Let's jump right in, shall we? Our story begins with Don Roby, who was born on the 1st of November, 1903, in Houston, Texas. He dropped out of school in Houston at age 16 to become a professional gambler. This led to him owning his own taxicab service. He soon gave that up, though, in order to start promoting dances. In 1939, he moved to Los Angeles and became the manager of the Harlem Grill, a popular nightclub. That didn't work out so well, but he did learn a lot about the nightclub business. In 1942, he moved back to Houston and opened his own club called the Bronze Peacock Dinner Club at 2809 Arasta Street in Houston. A lot of the top blues artists of the day came through his Peacock nightclub. And in 1947, he decided to become a manager, picking Clarence Gatemouth Brown as his first act to manage. Gatemouth, who earned that name back in high school from a high school instructor for having a voice like a gate, was already famous for recording for the Aladdin label out in Los Angeles. He cut a great blues tune called Guitar In My Hand. Roby knew he could have more hits with Brown, so he started his own record label in 1949, calling it Peacock Records. Here's Peacock Records' first release on Clarence Gatemouth Brown in late 1949. Here's Atomic Energy, kicking off this week's Juke in the Back.
She's got great big eyes. She's fine otherwise. She's got great big eyes. She's fine otherwise. Yes, she hangs them on the line. And the sun refused to shine. Yes, the flag was red that Mary wore. Yes, the leg was red that Mary wore. Records and label owner Don Roby's first hit from 1950. That's Clarence Gatemouth Brown with Mary is Fine. That topped out at number eight on the R&B lists. And before that, talk about atomic energy, the near virtuoso guitar playing of Gatemouth Brown from late 1949. Man, he sounds a lot like a revved up T-bone walker on that number. Now, 1950 was a great year for the Peacock label and Don Roby. It established both of them in the recording industry. None of the records were ginormous hits, but they all sold well, well enough to keep the company afloat and establish Roby and his label. 1950 also saw the release of a couple of singles from a great, great piano talent, Floyd Dixon. Now, Floyd had already recorded with the Modern label, and he was a part of Johnny Moore's Three Blazers. After Charles Brown left for a solo career, it was Floyd who stepped in to play piano. In 1950, Roby picked up Floyd Dixon and scored a number eight hit with his third release on the Peacock label with Sad Journey Blues. But right after Sad Journey Blues took off, Floyd Dixon signed a contract with Aladdin Records. In order to keep Peacock from reissuing all the material they had on Floyd Dixon, Aladdin Records bought up Floyd Dixon's entire catalog with Peacock. So right now I'm going to play two Floyd Dixon classics that first appeared on the Peacock label. We'll start with I'm So Worried and then move into the hit Sad Journey Blues. Featuring the Peacock and Duke labels, this week on Juke in the Back, I'm at the Cat and here's Floyd Dixon. I'm so worried No one knows what's on my mind She's so hard 
Well, I packed my suitcase And the trees around the field Well, I packed my suitcase And the trees around the field If I can't find my baby, I won't be this way again. Floyd Dixon sounding a lot like his idol and friend, Charles Brown. Sad Journey Blues went to number eight in 1950, first on the Peacock label, then it was reissued on Aladdin Records. I'm featuring the Duke and Peacock labels this week on Juke in the Back, but you know we haven't mentioned Duke yet. That's because that label was started in 1952 by David J. Mattis, who was the program director at Memphis radio station WDIA, and Bill Fitzgerald. They started it in Memphis. Right out of the gate, Duke was scoring number one records with Johnny Ace, but they were small, independent, and very similar to Peacock. So Don Roby struck up a deal with Mattis and Fitzgerald, and the two labels partnered in August of 1952. But by April 1953, Don Roby had somehow taken over control of both labels. Now both labels were in Houston and housed under the same operation. From here on out, these two separate labels would be collectively known as Duke Peacock. Let's go back to Johnny Ace, one of Duke's most successful artists. He was born John Alexander on June 9, 1929 in Memphis, Tennessee. At one time, he was in the same group as B.B. King and Bobby Bland. When B.B. left the group for Los Angeles and Bobby Bland joined the Army, John Alexander took over the vocal duties and renamed the group the Beale Streeters. At this time, he also took over B.B. King's radio show on WDIA. Now, I mentioned before that WDIA was associated with Duke Records. John Alexander renamed himself Johnny Ace and began recording for Duke. His first release, My Song, topped the R&B lists in September of 1952 for nine solid weeks. Here's the late, great Johnny Ace with My Song. Be 
me That you would leave me here in tears Now you're gone and I will seem like years So darling, I sing my song Generous support for Juke in the Back provided by weekly sustainers Janice Stenhouse, Robert Stallworth, Barry from San Diego, Mr. Lee, David Ayers, Thomas Huber, Joe Metzger, Bernie Rossman, Barry from Riverside, and contributors Charles Liebman, Mark and Marion McAlpine, Ken Farger, Gail Kuntz, Michael Carey, Scott Velarde, Adrian Fidelani, Wayne Novak, Joe Costello, Dante DeWitt. Thank you for your support. More information at jukeintheback.org. You're listening to The Juke in the Back with Matt the Cat. You ain't nothing but a hound.
Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller, that song put Peacock Records on the map. It went to number one in 1953 for seven weeks for Willie Mae Thornton with Kansas City Bill's Orchestra. Kansas City Bill was none other than Johnny Otis. His band performed on the record and he produced the session. Now, Willie Mae Thornton, you can call her Big Mama, was born in Alabama in December of 1926. She had some success touring around the South, but settled in Houston in the early 1950s in order to further her career. In 51, she signed with Peacock Records, but had no hits. That is, until Hound Dog in 1953. Now, when the record was first issued, it contained the song Nightmare on the B-side. Then it was immediately reissued. Nightmare was pulled and Rockabye Baby was replaced as its B-side. So let's hear some more from Big Mama Thornton. Here's Rockabye Baby on the juke in the back.
artists of all time just getting his career underway. That's Bobby Blue Bland off the Duke label from 1953. We're taking a closer look at the Duke and Peacock labels this week on the Juke in the Back, your source for 1940s and 50s rhythm and blues. Duke and Peacock were not known much for their vocal group sounds, but they did record some vocal groups, like the Sultans, a group from Omaha, Nebraska, who also went under the name The Admirals. Their first release for the Duke label came in 54. Here are the Sultans with How Deep Is the Ocean. Darling, this heart of mine wants you to share. Do I love you? 
who cut that 1955 for Duke Records, I Wanna Ramble. Now, he began his career as an alumni of the Beale Streeters, along with Bobby Blue Bland, B.B. King, and Johnny Ace. In 1951, he formed the Blue Flames and began recording with Sam Phillips at Sun Records. In 53, he cut the legendary Mystery Train. In 54, after touring with Bobby Blue Bland and Johnny Ace, Junior Parker, too, signed with Duke Records. The hits wouldn't start coming, though, until 1957. We'll come back to Junior Parker in just a couple of minutes. 
But first, we have to deal with a controversy and the first casualty of rock and roll. I'm talking about Johnny Ace's tragic death on Christmas Eve 1954 backstage at the Houston City Auditorium. He was playing Russian roulette with his girlfriend. Supposedly, the game had gone on for some time without incident. Then Johnny Ace turned the gun on himself, pulled the trigger, and lost the gamble. There's been much controversy of what really went on backstage that night. But one fact that can't be disputed, we lost a great rhythm and blues singer, and Duke lost its biggest artist. A couple of days after his death, Duke rushed out his next release, Pledging My Love, written by Fats Washington and label owner Don Roby. The tune was recorded in January of 1954, almost a full year before its release. But when it was released after Johnny Ace's death, it went straight to the top of the R&B charts for 10 weeks. It even crossed over to number 17 on the pop charts. Here's a true legendary record in a record label's legendary catalog. Johnny Ace, Pledging My Love. for the Great 78, where we take a thick piece of shellac and harken back to a time when 78 RPM records were king. Earlier in the show, I played Hound Dog by Willie Mae Thornton, known to the world as Big Mama. I mentioned that the original flip side was a tune called Nightmare, 
and since you don't hear Nightmare very often these days, I thought I'd flip the original 78 over and play Nightmare for you. After its initial release, Peacock pulled Nightmare from the flip side and reissued Hound Dog with Rockabye Baby as its flip side. Here's Willie Mae Big Mama Thornton with Nightmare, this week's Great 78. You're listening to The Juke in the Back with Matt the Cat.
Richard Penniman, who spent the beginning part of the 1950s recording for RCA Records. He cut that one in Houston with Johnny Otis's orchestra backing him up in 1953, yet Peacock didn't release it until 1956, just as Little Richard was starting to score hits for the LA-based Specialty Records. This next song was a tune made famous in the 1970s by the Jay Giles Band. The original version of Pack Fair and Square was recorded by Big Walter Price and his Thunderbirds and released on Peacock Records in 1956. We're featuring the Duke Peacock Record Story this week on The Juke in the Back. No more slipping and dodging around with you. Where you lie 
cheated Oh, oh, for so long Where you lie, cheated Oh, oh, for so long You're just a wrong darn woman Another queen is on your throne Ah! Oh. 
El Toros from June of 1957. That group was signed to Duke Records after Junior Parker and Bobby Blue Bland caught them at a club in Chicago. They were in the audience, heard them perform. They were so impressed that they called Don Roby up and Roby wanted to hear more. They ended up recording that tune in Chicago. Roby came up from Houston just to supervise that session. Before that, Little Junior Parker from 1957. That was his first hit since 1953 when Feeling Good hit number five off the Sun label. In 57, he hit with that one, Next Time You See Me, which went to a whopping number seven on the R&B charts. I'm at the Cat, and I can't thank you enough for joining me this week on The Juke in the Back. I hope you've enjoyed my spotlight on the Duke Peacock family of labels. As the Duke Peacock labels moved into the 1960s, along with their other subsidiaries, Backbeat, Gospel Label Songbird, and Sure Shot, sales and hits continued to grow. Now there's a lot of controversy and mystery surrounding Don Roby and his business practices. Was he involved with the mob? Was he still a heavy gambler? Did he sell the labels in 1973 to pay off a gambling debt? Who knows? What we do know though is when Don Roby was in charge of those labels, they put out some great records. Don Roby died on June 16, 1975 in Houston, Texas. I'm at the cat and I gotta clean up around here before I get. But before I go, baby, I wanna play another record by Duke's biggest artist, Bobby Blue Bland. Let's go out with a smash. This song hit number one in 1957. We're closing down the show with Bobby Blue Bland and Farther Up the Road. Have a great week, everybody, and I hope to catch you next time on The Juke in the Back. Farther on up the road Someone's gonna hurt you like you hurt me Farther on up the road Someone's gonna hurt you like you hurt me Just what you sow That old saying is true You got to reap just what you sow That old saying is true Like you mistreat someone Someone's gonna mistreat you Now you're laughing pretty baby Someday you're gonna be crying Now you're laughing pretty baby Some Someday you're gonna be crying Further on up the road you find out I wasn't lying
everybody knew Well, we've run out of whiskey, and the women have all gone home. Thanks for dropping by. Feel free to let Matt the Cat know if you dug the show. Email him at mattthecat at mattthecat.com. Juke in the Back is recorded at Rosie's Juke Joint, located at the Stepping Stone Inn in Salem, Massachusetts. For more information, please visit jukeintheback.org. I'm Miss Rosa. See you next time on the Juke in the Back.